Hey everyone, we've been looking this year at how we can have unshakable faith. And so far we've been looking at a few storms that are mentioned in the Bible. The first one we looked at was the wise and foolish builder. Then we looked at how Jesus calmed a storm. And today we're going to break down how that famous passage of Jesus and Peter walking on water. And today I want to draw out some truths from this passage that we can learn Because as we all know, and probably most of us have experienced, that storms come in our lives, and our lives are not plain sailing. But maybe there is something better that we can do and that we can learn from this passage, and that is how to better respond when storms come. So let's read this text. It's in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33. And uh, it says this, By the way, this is the passage we're looking at is Jesus walking on water, but what's just happened in the verses before is Jesus' feeding of the 5,000. So here we go, verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And so as we've just read this very famous story, we can see straight away one of the main things that we can do to respond when a storm comes. Let's go back to verse 22. We are to seek solitude. Here in verse 22 it says, Jesus immediately seeked solitude. And this is something, an act that he did all the time. And it was and it is still very important and a big priority that he modeled and that we need to do. You see, he made room in his busy schedule to be alone with the Father. And spending time with God in prayer is what nurtures this vital relationship with him. And it equips us to meet life's challenges and struggles. What we can learn straight away from this opening verse is we need to to develop the discipline of spending time alone with God as it will help you to grow spiritually and become more and more like Christ, who isn't phased when storms come. So that was number one, seek solitude. 
Number two, how can we respond? Well, we can respond by reacting in faith. Peter was the only one in the boat to react in faith. And as we can see in verse 28, he wasn't putting Jesus to the test. Instead, he reacted in a way that caused him, Peter, to experience a demonstration of God's power that they had not seen before. Let's be like Peter and eagerly wait for God to show up in our lives like he's not done before. Let's not be hesitant, unsure, or doubt, but let's be humble and confident in our God. You see, verse 28 shows us faith. But in that same breath, as it shows us faith, let's try not to respond like what happens next when Peter's faith soon wavered, when he realized what he was doing and he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the storm around him. Instead, let's react in faith. And I say react rather than respond because Peter almost like it was a very quick and impulsive decision to have faith in Jesus walking towards him on the water and he saw God come through. uh, Thirdly, we are to change our perspective because to maintain that faith that Peter has, when situations are difficult, we need to change our perspective and focus on Jesus' power rather than our own inadequacies. I read this amazing quote from Winston Churchill while I was journaling, and it says this, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity, but the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. And perspective is key, because the way you perceive situations Your perspective will define your experience. So let's get renewed and remember, you are a new creation. You have a new mindset. You can look at challenges in a a different way. Why? Because you have his power and his power is made perfect in our weakness. You have been refreshed in Christ. And we are not to bring old mindsets into whatever you are facing right now. Change your perspective and give God a chance to be strong. As you plan out your new year, be refreshed in Christ daily. Renew your mind because when you see things differently, you, can, you, you can't see through a negative viewpoint if you see through the eyes of Christ. But also we need to change our perspective that expects God to act. You see, the disciples were terrified and they didn't expect Jesus to come and they weren't prepared for his help. But you see, if we have faith, it's a mindset that expects God to act. When we act on this expectation with Christ, we can overcome all our fears. Fourthly, we are to come to Jesus. You see, we can expect God to come and show up in our lives, yes, but also we are to respond by coming to Jesus. In verse 29, he says to Peter, yes, come. Are you coming to Jesus in the middle of your storm? But also, where is God calling you to come to? Come even though it may be rocky, even though it may be uncertain. You see, verse 29 shows us that we can respond by turning to Jesus. 
going where he is and responding to the call with full confidence that we will experience peace even in the midst of adversities and storms. The disciples were afraid, but Jesus' presence calmed their fears. When you experience fear, do you try to deal with it yourself or do you let Jesus deal with it? Because it's in those times of fear and uncertainty to know the calming presence of Jesus and know that he is always with you. If you come, you'll recognize his presence is the antidote to fear. And I had this beautiful image um, that I shared in one of my huddles. You know when a child falls over, a young child, and they've hurt themselves, they immediately look up to see whether it's their adult or their parent and they'll run into their you know, father or mother's arms crying. You know, When we're in the face of adversity, in the midst of the storm, when we're hurting, when we're fearful, and we're crying, like let's immediately, as we fall, like look up and see where is my Jesus, where is my heavenly father, and run into his arms. Let's come to Jesus. We often face spiritual and emotional storms, and we can feel tossed around like we're on a small boat in a big lake. But in spite of terrifying circumstances, if we trust our lives in Christ for his safekeeping, he will give us peace in any storm. And lastly, well, I say lastly, there's one more actually that I thought of literally this morning. But lastly, we are to rely on God's power. Let's be real. How many times do we pray for something and then get shocked, surprised when God actually comes through? whether it's a yes or a no or maybe, I'm sure all of us have experienced at one point in our lives or maybe regularly, God coming through in our lives with daily miracles and answers to prayer. Yet, why are we like these disciples who, by the way, as I mentioned, they just witnessed the impossible feeding of the 5,000 and yet they still could not take this final step of faith and believe that he really was the son of God, Jesus walking on water. If they had, they wouldn't have been amazed that Jesus could walk on water. And so this is true with the areas in our lives, you know, the things that you're talking about with God, conversing with God about, like is your heart hardened to the possibility of it actually coming true? Is your heart hardened towards Jesus? Because even if you believe in Jesus and his word, we can still have a hard heart. You know, we can be informed about what his word says and we can be amazed by how he has worked in other people's lives, but we can refuse to believe he will actually come to our aid in times of trouble. You see, such a reaction is actually not unbelief, but willful, hard-hearted rejection of Christ's ability to help. Instead, how we are to respond, the approach we can learn from this text is to take courage and trust that he is actually there for you. So how are we to respond? We are to seek solitude with the Father. We are to react in faith. We are to change our perspective to the storm and we are to rely on God's power and peace and be prepared for God to show up in our lives. But lastly, I was thinking about it this morning. Verse 33 ends by saying the disciples worshipped him. And how are we to respond? 
the last way that we are to respond in the midst of storms is we are to praise him in the storm. And there is this beautiful, encouraging song by Casting Crowns that I just want to end on. And it says this, And I'll praise you in the storm, and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in the storm. And so this is how we are to respond. And so let's close in prayer. Father God, as we face 2023, and as we ask to have and to grow in that unshakable faith, whatever storms we find ourselves in, may we be able to seek solitude in you, Jesus. May we be able to react with the faith that Peter had and to have that courage. May we be able to change our perspective to the storm and see the opportunity in the midst of adversity. And may we rely on your power and experience your peace and be prepared to see your hand in our lives. In your mighty name we pray, amen. And lastly, actually, may we always have and exercise that muscle of worshiping you in the storm. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.